Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. And we are coming to you live from the Rocket Mortgage by Quicken Loan Studios. Rocket Mortgage with you every step of the way to provide a seamless mortgage experience. It's the Ken Carmen Show on CBS Sports Radio, 855-2124-CBS, 855-2124-227. And finally, even though if you looked at Florida's Twitter handle, you wouldn't know it. We have no idea, according to them, but today it's finally game day. It's finally college football season, officially college football season in America. And uh, I'll tell you what, it's Miami, it's Florida. Michael Irvin's excited. You better be ready to play that again. Was this at a pep rally last night? Listen to that crowd. If it doesn't work out with this guy, I think you should just make Michael Irvin the head coach. Why not? Have him be the head coach. Have Luke Campbell. Have him be the uh, offensive and defensive coordinator. Have him do both. That's as, that's as entertaining, that's as motivating as you're going to find. Right then and there. Could you imagine any other walk of life? And immediately people came in with the jokes. I, listen, I love Michael Irvin. I love Michael Irvin. He, I find him entertaining, and I, he's one of those guys, if he messes up, I automatically want to forgive him. Like Giants fans with LT. And I look at LT and I go, man, you're a 55-year-old child. Look at you and all this mess you get yourself into. And Michael Irvin, every number of years, oh, I've heard about Michael. And it doesn't matter. doesn't matter to me. I absolutely love Michael Irvin. And hearing him do that, I mean, please, just, just think about that. Think about if someone cuts you off in traffic. Michael Irvin, go. You go to a Target and someone parks across two spots. Michael Irvin. You can save your jokes. I love him. I absolutely love him. It makes me excited because, listen, I, I don't have anything against Florida. I don't have anything against Dan Mullen. I don't have anything against Jim McElwain and whether or not he was naked with a fish. I don't have anything against you. I really don't. And if you're down in Florida, for whatever reason, we are big in Florida. We are big in that state. But I love Miami, and I have to tell you, because Florida, if you're good, 
Like you were good with Urban Meyer and there was Tim Tebow and Tim Tebow was a was an international sensation. Still really is in a lot of ways. Tim Tebow's an international sensation. That, that's a great story. Tim's the, the greatest college football player ever. Arguably the greatest football player ever in college. But when Florida's good, it's just that Florida's good. When Miami's good, it just makes it so much better. Hit it. I will I will say wholeheartedly. I'm supposed to call it down the line. I'm supposed to tell you that, oh, this is what they can do offensively, and this is what they can do defensively, and all that other crap. I'm openly rooting for Miami today. I'm openly rooting for them to get it going. I know that it's not going to be – they're not back if they win today. We all know this. Like, it's a long build. There's a lot of things that they have to do to get ready that, that they have to get in order. It's going to be something that they have to put together for a couple of years at least. But I root for Miami every single time there's a chance. I hope Manny Diaz kicks ass, takes names. I hope that he is the next Jimmy Johnson. I hope that he is the next Larry Coker off the t- the, the uh, off the coattails of every single great coach that ever was. Larry Coker did well. Hey, I know he lost in 2002. Larry Coker did well. I hope he's Butch Davis. I hope he's all of it involved. I hope that Miami goes out tonight and kicks ass against Florida, and then we can all get excited and say that Miami's back, even though they're not, because I thought that they were back two years ago. I thought that they were back. I thought that they were going to do what they needed to do. When they beat Florida State two years ago, oh, my God, Miami's back. And then they go out to 7-6. and six. Mark Rick, quote-unquote, steps away, and now you have Manny Diaz. And I'm not going to be fooled. I promise you I'm not going to be hoodwinked. If they win tonight against Florida, they still have 11 games to go. Bethune-Cookman's going to be a tough matchup. But they still have a plenty of teams that are standing in their way, and I'm not going to talk myself into it. I think you have a very dangerous Virginia Tech team with a desperate coach in Justin Fuente coming up in October. You got a Pittsburgh team that's trying to get off the mat with Pat Narduzzi and has finally started to gain some traction. I'm not going to say this year. I promise you. I'm not going to say this year that Miami's back. Turn the music up. This is a party for crying out loud, Hick. It's Miami football tonight. It's Uncle Luke. It's women. It's fine cars. It's Scarface. It's South Beach. That's what this is supposed to be about. It's great big chains. It's Sebastian being in people's face. It's running through warm-ups. It's kicking over helmets. It's Alonzo Highsmith calling Brian Bosworth a bitch in the opening tip. That's what it's about. You tell me if you find a tougher person than Alonzo Highsmith at the pinnacle of Bosmania calling him a bitch right when they flip the coin. You tell me because I can't find something. You need to go back. I'm about to start sweating and yelling just like Michael Irvin because I want it badly because when Miami's good, it makes this so much more fun. It makes it so much better than anything else because there are people who gravitate towards that. They love it. They love the swagger. They love the, they love the arrogance. They love what Miami represents. And then there's the other side that can't stand them that can't stand the hypocrisy, that can't stand the craziness, that can't stand any of their arrogance and their ways, and they want them down so 
bad. There is no more, when Miami's good, there is no more polarizing organization, no more polarizing program in college football. I know, you either love or hate Notre Dame. Ohio State fans can be annoying. I got it all. There is nobody, when Miami's at their pinnacle, there's nobody more polarizing than Miami. You don't get that with Florida. I root for Miami because I root for college football today. Because I'm not going to say they're bad. I dare not be hoodwinked. All right, end the music. I dare not be hoodwinked. Manny Diaz has a tough hill to climb. You lost a bunch of recruits. You tried to get him back. Tate Martell, he's complaining. God knows what else. You got a tough, tough, tough road. So I'm not going to be hoodwinked. I promise. Well, who knows what I'll say coming in here next week if Miami wins tonight. You have a tough road to climb. But I so desperately want you back. It's just it, college football, and you know I'm not lying to you. Unless you're the biggest Florida fan ever, and I'm sorry. Listen, you have your jean shorts to keep you company and your visors. You guys are going to be perfectly okay. You guys have won championships. I know the Urban Meyer thing's a bit, a bit of a sore subject to you. You still have Dan Mullen. You're still a good football program, obviously, and I respect you. But Miami's so much better. It's so much more fun. And you know I'm right. The opinion, the vitriol, the anger on both sides, the arrogance on one side, it's just so much better when the Canes are good. They represent everything when they're good. They represent everything that people hate when it comes to college, when it comes to amateur athletics. Because there will still be people, no matter what, even though I'm of a different generation. And I was, I was there as a small child in the 80s. I was there as a small child in the early 90s, the first time around. I, I was a preteen in the early 2000s, late 90s, early 2000s with which Bush, Bush Davis and with Larry Coker. And then to see that program fall, build back up, then fall again. And then for a snippet, breathe sweet air. And then fall back down again after 2017. When Miami's good, it's everything I described. Sunshine, beaches, cars, clothes, clubs, ladies, fun times. It's everything that your dad doesn't want college sports to be. It's everything that we've been talking about holding down for generations. When we think about college athletics, the student athlete, fall foliage, the voice of Keith Jackson, great. Old-style, historic programs. Not just about winning on the field, but winning in the classroom. It's better here than it is anywhere. Good wholesomeness, even though you know that's not true at any one of these top schools. Not really true. The best thing about Miami, they don't try to hide it. It's a good school. It's hard to get into the University of Miami, at least from what I know. But Miami doesn't try to hide it. It's a vacation destination. It's where people want to be. And when they're winning, it's the place to be seen and the people to see. It's better than anything else out there. And when they're good, there have been times where I have loved them in the early 90s. And then growing up in the state of Ohio, obviously, in 2002, I absolutely hated Larry Coker. And I hated Willis McGahee. And I hated, hated, hated Miami. And then Willis McGahee one time butt naked in the Browns locker room asked me to play cards with him. Other than that, it was a pretty good time. Willis McGahee's a really good guy, actually. At least I think so. 
But Miami, it's just so much better if they win. And I'm sorry, Florida. I want them to win so bad. I want them to win so bad. I openly root for the Canes today. 855-212-4CBS. I openly root for college football starting today. And later on, I'll be more at ease. I'll calm myself down a little bit, get the Michael Irvin ready. But come around 7 o'clock tonight, I'm going to sound just like this. God, I hope so. 855-2124-CBS. Coming up next, we talk about the preseason. Because, yeah, that's what you want to get into. It's Ken Carmen on CBS Sports Radio. This is the Ken Carmen Show. 855-2124-CBS. 855-2124-227. Yeah, the preseason, the times, they're a-changing. I just want to know whether or not if you feel you need your quarterback to get some seasoning or you just want to get fired. That coming up also, Brett McMurphy going to join us coming up at 10.35 a.m. Eastern. Obviously, I didn't tweet about it because I'm in Ohio. To 855-2124-CBS. College football starts tonight. Mike in New Jersey starts us off. He's on CBS Sports Radio. Go. Hey, Ken. First time, long time. How are you, buddy? I'm horrible, Mike. Thanks for asking. Go ahead. Oh, I'm just a big-time Canes fan here that uh, that used to work <laughs> with you, and uh, I'm just pumped for tonight. You got me all jacked up. We got Zim calling in. He's that excited because the Canes are playing tonight. Now, listen, me and Michael Irvin could pump you up all we want, but you have to actually go out there and prove it. And there's already been controversy because Tate Martell isn't going to start. What's going on with this team, Zim? What's going on? Well, I mean, to be honest, I initially wanted Martell to win the job just because he has the most upside. But, you know, after hearing what Dan Enos was saying, the the offensive coordinator, he went with John Williams because he's the most polished passer out of the three. And uh, I I think that was the reason why. I think they've got a strong running game with DJ Dallas and Cameron Harris. So they kind of wanted more upside in the passing game because they don't really need it on the ground. And I, I think that was the uh, the final factor of who was the most polished passer, and they were Jaron Williams. So if they win tonight, what do you do? Uh, celebrate the win, get a week off next week, and then uh, continue on. I mean, listen, I'm— Oh, my God. I, who, who are you? Am I talking to Manny Diaz or Mike in New Jersey? No. What do you we, mean? So, oh, we, yeah, we celebrate tonight, and then, uh, you know, we got to move on. we got North Carolina coming up in two weeks, so uh, we got to get ready for them. It's going to be a tough ACC season. And, uh, you know, we just got to take it one game at a time. It's a road game, and you always got to you always got to put your boots on one day at a time and one boot at a time in the ACC. I mean, what the hell are you talking about, Mike? No, because, all right, how many times have we seen this? Miami beat Oklahoma 10 years ago, Saturday night football, and everyone's like, okay, Miami's back. And then they, they lose the next three out of four games. Then, you know, you see this all the time where they get a big win opening weekend, and then it just it, it falls apart. I've seen it so many times, so I'm not getting ahead of myself. Yes, I'd be very happy beating Florida. I hate Florida. They're an in-state rival, and they should play every single year. But it one, it's one game. And whether or not they win by 40, they win by one, it, it doesn't matter two weeks from now. So that's why, you know, I'm going to enjoy the win if they do. Yes, of course. I'm going to be pumped up. I'm going to be screaming like Michael Irvin was last night. But it's at a certain point, you got to move on to the next game. You know, I, I'm, I'm just trying to keep my head on straight and not get ahead of myself. <sighs> Am I wrong? Am I wrong? Yes, you are. You're a fan. You're, you're, this, is, this is wrong. Like, you're making All me right. want to switch to Florida right now. 
Because at least if a guy called in and he had jean shorts on, he would probably he would probably get me to flip on Florida's side here because you're just telling me all this. This is coach speak. This all is right, coach well, speak right here. This is Clay. This right. is stuff Clay Helton says after losses at USC. This isn't this isn't Miami football. You're saying, Mike. All right. So do do you want me to tell you that you know he was back? That college football is just so much better with the swagger and the dancing and the giving giving do. fingers to the other yes. side of other sideline. I do. Yes. I, lo- I That's love. I want. I would love that. But the thing is, I loved it when Miami could go out there and do it, and you knew they were still going to win. Now it's like they could do it. Now you're worried whether they can back it up or not. I remember watching the early 2000s, like you were mentioning, Clinton Portis and Ed Reed talking smack to the other sideline. You wanted to say something else. Because you you know they were going out there, and they were going to put up 40, and they were going to blow out whoever was there. So, you know, now I'm just worried that they can't back it up. All right, Mike, you really poured a whole bunch of cold water on your own favorite college football team, okay? I'm sorry, so you, if, if they rip off a bunch of wins, okay, if they are like 7-0 and going into Pittsburgh, you got to call again, all right? All right, sounds good, Ken. I'll talk to you soon, man. All right, I'll see you in hell, buddy. Mike in New Jersey, 855-2124-CBS, 855-2124-227. H- have you really been quelled this much, Kane fan? Really? I know, and listen, Manny Diaz, you know, Butch. Da- who was Butch Davis before he became the Kane's head coach? I mean, who was he? You went out, you got Al Golden, that seemed to be a good one, and then that one went quickly to hell. Mark Rick, man, that looked like that was going to work for a second. He grew that goatee, looked like evil Mark Rick down there. And then that went to hell. And you go back to 2017, I'll still remember that night. I did it with Florida. I wanted to do it with Florida State. When they beat Notre Dame, when they played them at home and beat Notre Dame and beat the brakes off Notre Dame, I went on that next night, Miami was back. It's about the U, Miami's back. Then they lose to Pittsburgh. So I can call it down the line all I want. The beauty of college football, the beauty of the fun of it, is that when I start to rip in the SEC, when we start to go after some of these conferences, and we will coming up in the college football preview at 11 a.m. Eastern, I can guarantee you that. Part of that is that there is no rhyme or no reason. But has Miami been beaten down that long? where I got Michael Irvin talking about ripping out hearts. Are they beaten down that far that that doesn't even hit them anymore? How could you listen to this from Michael Irvin and not be excited as a Kane fan? Go! Because from Mike's call, that sounds like Michael Irvin's trying to do CPR. Trying to revive a dead body that is the U. 855-2124-CBS. Mike, near Jacksonville. Ken, Miami's not been Miami. You're remembering for a long time. They've been the ACC championship game once, losing by 35 points. It's true. Not only will Florida beat them, they will roll into Chapel Hill, and the Tar Heels will beat them. The U is dead. Well, just fart all over it, why don't you? It's not an argument about being a great big Kane fan. It's an argument to make college football better. There's certain programs that need to be good. Florida has had a lot of success in the last 20 years. They've had a couple of failures, obviously, but they've had a lot of success in the last 25. Well, I don't, you go back to Coach, Coach Spurrier, 30, 40 years. It's been a really successful program. It's not as good when Miami's good. It's not as good. If you look at the top three in that, in that state, and I know the – all you Knights fans are going to get in. Stop. 
You look at the top three in that state. Florida State's fun. Miami's a lot of fun. Florida, Florida's a respectable school. Florida's had a ton of a ton of success. It's just so much better when Miami's good because there's there's real hate, there's real anger, and there's real arrogance. You're very rarely, and college football fans love to be brash. They love to brag at each other. They love that type of thing. But nobody does it quite like Miami because it's not just bragging. It's also bragging, and then you want to say something personally, and then they find out they live in paradise. Because it's always something where you start to brag across your football programs, but there's, there's always some skeleton in the closet, whether it be personally where people live, and you always want to take those really personal shots. And Nope, Miami's paradise. Well, you guys might go into the Atlantic Ocean coming up here. So Yeah, well, that's like going to be in like 100 years. We're talking about college football now. That's the beauty of Miami football. That's why I want Miami to do well. I, root, I openly root for Miami until I'm going to end up hating Miami because that's the beauty of it because I'm from the Midwest. And so Miami, if they're good, I'll root for the buildup and then I'll hope for the downfall. 855-2124-CBS. Still more to come. We got Brett McMurphy coming up next. I want to preview college football with him, see where he stands on all these teams, see where he stands on some of the guys who already start the season off on the hot seat, looking at you, Auburn, even though I don't think you should be, but still, all this stuff coming up. We got so much college football and the preseason where you can get your quarterback some seasoning and you can get him some experience in the preseason, or you can basically get yourself fired. One of these things is not like the other. We get to that. It's Ken Carmen on CBS Sports Radio. This is the Ken Carmen Show. That's all true. 855-2124-CBS, 855-2124-227. That is CBS Sports Radio's toll-free line. It's brought to you by GEICO. There's great news. You can save 15% or more on car insurance. Just go to GEICO.com. That's it. And it takes about 15 minutes. Do it after this segment. Well, do it after the next. Just do it after the show because there's so much coming up. We got Brett McMurphy coming up here in just a matter of moments. I got to get the Steve in Miami. He is not talking to coach speak. He is on the hype train. He is excited about the U. He's saying they're back. Miami, Steve in Miami, you're next up on CBS Sports Radio. Yeah, baby. It's all about the U. I love it. Mike Loving Jordan, it. That's what we need. We need that Loving hype. It. We need that hype. And this is a huge game. This is a big game. The reason this is a big game, I think, well, I don't think I know. It's a big game because the swag needs to be back in Miami. And it's all about bragging rights, but not just for nothing. It's about bragging rights because we need to get the recruiting going in-state. Yes, you do. Get back those in-state recruits from down here. We got treasure down here, and we got to keep them here. So you got to get – you got to go through the Schnellenberger plan. You have to get the state of Miami going again. This would yep. be a great jump for that. Now, Steve, I, I know that you have a realistic expectations, and so do I. But I'm telling you the storylines for this because I work in the, I work in a land of storylines, Steve. I don't, yep. you, we can go X's and O's if we really want to, but I, I go I go in the terms of telling a story here. And if they win today, it's going to be very hard for me. I pull back. I will not be fooled. I won't say that they're back. I can't do that yet, Steve. But if they do it, I'm going to be pretty excited because if they are on their way back, they, college football is so much better. I'll eventually, and I hate to tell you this, Steve, I'm going to eventually end up hating you if things go the right way. And I'm going to end up hating Miami. But we will have good times together here for at least about a year or two, okay? Listen, I won't say they're back either, but they're on the path. If they, if they, they need to keep, they need to win. They need to get a big one under their belt. Mm-hmm. They need to keep, you know, they need to, it, it's homegrown and we need to, you know, the in-state rivalries, we need to keep that going. And the big games like this, you know, I can remember back 
back in the Orange Bowl going. I was at that game against Oklahoma when Brian Bosworth was there. I remember games like that, and that's the kind of games we need to win, and we need to get those games to bring back the swag. Um, we need huge games like this. Totally so, agree. So I totally game. agree. Steve, I totally agree, and I thank you very much for the call. 855-212-4CBS. Like, I, if they win today, I want to do the whole storyline. I want Manny Diaz. See, because if Miami wins, I get to say, well, Miami's back. Or, I, even though I don't want to, you'll get to say Miami's back. We went up to Temple. We stole their head coach. That's what Miami does. People want to be with the U. They're not trying to be in Philly with Temple. Okay? Leave that to the guy who used to chew the towel during the game. This is Miami. This is South Beach. It's a different vibe down here. We take pride in this. We have Michael Irvin yelling in our face, telling us we're going to rip out hearts. Anybody saying that at Temple? Nope. I got Jim Harbaugh up in Michigan saying that the SEC's a bunch of cheaters and he's whining because he can't beat Ohio State. Meanwhile, Michael Irvin is threatening the threatening death. It's just better. College football is just better when they're good. Also, what's better with college football? When Brett McMurphy's covering it. Let's go to the hotline. We welcome in Brett McMurphy. He joins us from stadium.com. Follow him on Twitter at Brett underscore McMurphy. Brett, thanks for joining us today, my friend. You got it. Good morning. Uh, First off, Miami, Florida tonight. Okay, I'm going to ask you a question. Don't hang up. If Miami wins tonight, is Miami back? (laughs) Uh, Yes, but they won't go to the playoffs. They never oh, Yeah, that well, that's true. Um, well, because the ACC is so wide open, okay? And you know this better than I do. So if, if this is a start for them, would it be more advantageous to Miami if they were to at least see Clemson during the regular season? They don't because I'd rather, if you're going get to your, get your brakes beat off by Clemson, I'd rather do it in the regular season, and then we could go try to do it again in the ACC championship game. Yeah, but I would kind of look at it the other way with, Obviously, Clemson's the most prohibitive favorite of any of the any of the not only the Power Five conferences but all ten conferences. So I would rather just have my one shot at them. Yeah. Because um, then you got then you you know maybe you can pull off the upset. But if you what if you beat them the first time in the regular season, then in the rematch probably won't go as probably won't go the same way. But um, you know, look, Miami would you know in your scenario they would love to get to the the ACC title game, even yeah. if they got run over by Clemson, I, that would be a huge success for Manny Diaz in year one. But, but on the flip side, I think this game, even though it obviously doesn't impact Florida in the SEC race, it does impact Florida as far as the college football playoff, because the one thing we've learned in the five-year history of the playoff, they have never put a team in the playoff that had a two in the loss column. So if Florida would lose this game, you're basically saying they're going to have to run the table to get into the playoff, and I don't think that's realistic for the Gators. Brett McMurphy joining us on the show, stadium, uh, stadium.com. He's one of the greatest NFL or college football insiders you're going to find. Uh, follow him on Twitter, at Brett underscore McMurphy. Uh, you look at what the transfer portal has done. It's really changed the game for everybody. Jim Harbaugh stepped in a little bit of hot water earlier. Maybe we'll talk about him later on. But how have you thought, what have you thought of the transfer portal so far? There have been good things, and as we might be seeing with Tate Martell, speaking about Miami, we have seen some negative things here, Brett. 
Well, I think it's actually good. Um, it gives the players the opportunity to, to leave and go to another school. Um, you know, obviously there's a lot more attention to it now. It's public now. Before, kids would transfer and it, maybe it didn't get out or the school would keep it quiet. And then also, the you know, the schools or the coaches were allowed to dictate where you could or could not transfer. And I don't think that's right. You know, I still think there's a lot of, um, you know, good and bad with the transfer portal. I just think that the NCAA needs to come to a rule and just, you know, start from scratch and say, look, if you, if you want to transfer, you can transfer one time. You do not have to sit out a year. We're not going to go through this, these ridiculous transfer waiver process where some kids can play right away and other kids can't because you've got a sick family member or you've got a tummy ache or whatever's going on. So we'll give you that one-time transfer. You can play the next year. But if you decide to transfer twice, then you're going to have to sit out a year. And there are absolutely no exceptions to that rule, no matter what the circumstance may be. And then everybody knows what the rules are. It's equal for everybody. And I think coaches could probably live with that a lot more. Their biggest thing now, and I agree with this, is, you know, they've been recruiting a certain position. We'll say they didn't recruit any quarterbacks because they had two or three guys at quarterback. And then one of the guys doesn't make, isn't named the starter in spring ball. And then he leaves. And now all of a sudden you're down a quarterback and you don't have any depth and you can't go recruit somebody else. So it kind of puts the coaches in a, in a tough spot. Brett, you talk to these guys. So you actually, you cross over with both worlds. I live in a world of hyperbole, of public opinion. You actually do talk to these guys. When I bring up Tate Martell, it, it kind of scares me where, yeah, I know he's brash and a lot of things. And there seems to be fans who don't like him. He's also a, a kid. He's still really, really young. And now he's not going to start at Miami. He's already left Ohio State. And, and some of the people say, oh, gosh, he's already used up. And I'm going, this kid's a sophomore here. So is, is that is that one of the things? I know it seems crazy, and I, I hate even thinking about that type of thing. But that, to me, is maybe one of the negative sides where you have a guy, we pay attention to recruits so much earlier than we ever did, and then you have a guy who goes to two schools, and all of a sudden, well, gosh, he just can't play the positions. Go, well, maybe he actually needs a little bit of maturity under his belt, and then he'll get out on the field naturally, you know, like the way they used to do things for 100-plus years. Yeah, and also, you know, another thing, and a lot of coaches have brought this up to me, is, you know, there are situations where this starter gets hurt and somebody comes in and plays. But, you know, a lot of players' mentalities, because like you said, you know, there's so much attention brought to them, you know, starting in high school, even before high school, now it's the seven-on-seven leagues and, and all this stuff, where if they're not anointed the starter, they don't want to stick around and try to beat out the starter. Uh, they want to go somewhere where they are the guy. And that's, I think, part of the issue. You know, you only have so many starters, and there have to be some backups. But, you know, a lot of these guys don't want to be patient enough. They don't want to put in the work, quite frankly, to try to beat somebody out. Um, but, yeah, so now he's behind. You know, if he ends up being third-string quarterback, he's behind two freshmen. So, basically, you know, that's why he's looking at playing wide receiver. Brett McMurphy joining us on the show. Okay, so I'm looking at John U. Bacon's book, and I'm a big fan of his writing, and you had had it highlighted earlier this week. As Harbaugh said to me, hard to beat the cheaters. Is that belly aching, or does Jim Harbaugh have a point? Um, He has a point, but I think what got spun out of control is one of the first references to the to the book inaccurately said Harbaugh was talking about the SEC. 
And the, John Bacon wrote about the differences between the SEC and the Big Ten and other leagues. But the Harbaugh quote is just the cheaters overall. Um, certainly, it doesn't sound good, especially when you haven't beat Ohio State as a head coach, um, when you haven't won the Big Ten, when there are a lot of expectations. So it sounds like sour grapes. Um, but you know what? We want to criticize Harbaugh for saying these things, but then we also criticize coaches when they don't say anything. So, hey, I'm, I'm happy he speaks his mind. You know, it, I'm sure. I'm sure you love it. It gives you good content for a, for a couple of days, but um, you know, I'd rather, I'd rather coaches actually speak their mind than just feed me a bunch of BS coach speak. So I've no, I have no issue with it. Um, you know, I don't know if anyone's had the opportunity to talk to him since, since the book came out, but you know, what I would ask him is specifically who are the cheaters that you're referencing and see if he'll go there. Love that. Brett McMurphy joining us on the show. Follow him at, on Twitter at Brett underscore McMurphy. So it's one thing for Jim Harbaugh to lose to Urban Meyer. It's another thing if he loses to Ryan Day. Does anything change if they lose again to Ohio State? Uh, Changes mean is the coaching change or the hot seat? No. Um, Certainly, you know, fans in Ann Arbor are not going to be happy. Um, But, you know, you're you're absolutely right. I think think all the pressure is on Jim Harbaugh now because now you've got a first-year coach in Ryan Day, albeit he did coach three games last year after – um, what I reported about Urban Meyer led to his suspension, so he does have some head coaching experience. But the pressure is solely on Harbaugh. It's like if you can't beat a rookie head coach in Ann Arbor, this is the year you're, you're picked in the top top five, top six, top seven, whatever it is. When are you ever going to do it? Certainly the equity he's built up as a player there, he, in no way is, is he on the hot seat or anything like that. But certainly the natives will start to get restless if he loses another one to Ohio State. How long is Urban going to stay out of college football? Uh, he'll be back next year. I really believe that. Um, that's not any inside information. That's just that's just me reading the tea leaves. I did the same thing at Florida. I took a year off and went to Ohio State. Um, I think he'll end up somewhere next year, and I think it'll be unlike Mac Brown at North Carolina, unlike Les Miles at Kansas. I think Urban will look for a school that is a program that can win a national title right away. So um, that's obviously not a big number of schools, but if you see some coaching changes and some of these bell cow schools that have the resources that have the talent to win a national title, I think Urban would be a candidate for, for one of those schools, and I really think he'll be back on the sideline. However, he has said that this is it. He's done coaching, so we'll see if – We'll see if that's accurate or not. Please allow me to recklessly speculate. USC, your thoughts? Um, that makes the most sense. Uh, you know, that fits in the category of a, a national um, program that can win a, a title. Clay Helton, a lot of pressure on him. Um, the schedule for USC is brutal. I mean, they, the first six games, you know, they could start out two and four. And that certainly is not good for Clay Helton's uh, long-term future at USC. So, yeah, and Reggie Bush, who works with, with Urban on Fox, you know, was quoted earlier this year that, you know, he's going he's gonna to work or, or push to get Urban as the next coach. And then he, you know, then he came back and said, oh, I was just joking. Yeah, okay. <laughs> he, he, he wasn't joking. No, he wasn't. The US, <laughs> yeah, the USC makes the most sense. But, but if that's, that's the type of program he would go at. So, if, look, if Helton, if Helton goes – 
gets double digit wins, I, I don't think they're gonna. I don't think they would get rid of him. So then he would have to. He would have to find somewhere else. But certainly that makes the most sense. The biggest question is who's going to hire the next coach at USC. I'm not so sure Lynn Swan will be there next year. Um, and obviously that that new AD will have to make that hire. All right, sixty seconds. Who wins the national championship? Uh, I'm going against all of the history that tells me not to pick the repeat champion, but I'm going with Clemson again. Who wins the Heisman Trophy? Uh, uh, Trevor Lawrence. Will you call it the Dome, or is it still going to be the Carrier Dome to you? <laughs> it's the Dome, and what's funny, when they get a new naming rights deal, I will, yeah. they better it, it better not be like the Sun Bowl, Tony the Tiger Sun Bowl, Tony the Tiger Dome, because people are just going to call it the Dome. That's true. Brett, we thank you very much for the time. All the best to you. Hope to run you down again very soon. Thank you. Thank you. Brett McMurphy joining us. Stadium.com, College Football Insider. Follow him on Twitter, at Brett underscore McMurphy, 855-212-4CBS. I'll pound that drum, and I'll pound that drum again later. I want it to happen so bad. I, I, I want the overall health of the game. I went to Akron. So my football team, my college football team, I, I can't go with blind homerism here. My college football team isn't going to win a national championship ever. I'm hoping for a seven-win season with my college football team. Not Probably not this year, but in the future, I'm hoping for seven wins. I'm hoping that they can turn their program into something like Toledo. I don't have a crazy allegiance to Ohio State or Michigan or Penn State or Notre Dame or anything like that. So when I look at college football, when I root, I root for the betterment of college football that makes for a better story, that makes it more fun. When the Canes are on top, it makes it more fun. When Urban goes to USC, oh, my God. Goodness, it'll make it more fun. Coming up next, the 2019 College Football Preview. It's Ken Carmen on CBS Sports Radio. You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey.